and what it had been doing with the laptop or the laptop case. It seemed an unlikely place for any friend of Targo's to live. When he had last seen the owner of the dog and the van, Targo had been a rich man. Barglebe Road was a humble street where several families of immigrants had settled, and which Burden had moved out of as soon as he could afford to. He noted the number of the white van. The first time he had seen him, years and years ago, when Wexford was very young, Targo wore a brown wool scarf. It was winter and cold. The dog with him was a spaniel. The second time was the only time Targo had been for a few minutes without a scarf. He had opened the front door to Wexford, left him standing there while he picked a scarf off a hook and wound it round his neck. In those few seconds, Wexford had seen the purple-brown nevus, shaped like a map of some unknown continent, with peninsulas running out to his chest and chin and cheek. And then Targo had covered it. Now the front door of number 34 opened, and the man emerged. He stood on the doorstep, talking to a young Asian. The young man was handsome, his skin a pale amber colour, his hair jet black. Targo, Wexford noticed, might have grown old, but he still had a young man's figure. The T-shirt he wore showed off his heavily muscled torso, and the black jeans emphasised his flat stomach. He had left the laptop behind. While he was in the house, he had taken off his blue and white scarf, because it was warm, no doubt, and incredibly, because it was no longer needed for concealment. The birthmark had gone. For a moment, Wexford asked himself if he could possibly have made the wrong identification. The yellow hair had gone white. He couldn't see the bright blue eyes. It was the purple nevus which had been the distinguishing mark. But no, this was Targo, all right. Squat, stocky, muscular Targo, with his cocky walk and his confident stance. The Asian man held out his hand, and after a slight hesitation, Targo took it. Someone had told Wexford that the Asians at number 34 owned the defunct Webb and Cobb next door. No doubt they received rents from the tenants of the flats above. Targo came across to the van, opened the driver's door and climbed in. Wexford could just about see him stroke the dog's head. A memory came to him. The first Mrs. Targo, by then divorced, saying of her ex-husband, He likes animals better than people. Well, he doesn't like people at all. The white van moved off. It might be unwise to follow it, Wexford thought. He hadn't much faith in his powers of following a vehicle without its driver spotting him. It would be easy enough to find out where Targo now lived. Harder to say what use discovering his address would be. Sometime in the years since they had last encountered each other, Targo must have had the nevus removed. It could be done with a laser, Wexford had read. The man had been making a lot of money, and no doubt he had spent some of it on this improvement to his appearance. The strange thing, he thought, was that Targo still sometimes wore a scarf even on a summer's day, until he remembered and stripped it off. Did he feel cold without that neck covering he'd been wearing for most of his life? A girl was walking past his car. She looked about sixteen, wore the dark blue uniform of King's Markham Comprehensive, and covering her head, the hijab. 
She went towards the house Targo had come out of, took a key from the satchel she carried, and let herself in. Too old to be the daughter of the handsome young man. His sister? Perhaps. Five minutes later, Wexford was parking the car on his own drive. Instead of letting himself in by the front door, he walked round the back and surveyed his garden. It was a large garden, which Dora had been doing her best to keep tidy since their gardener had left three months before. It had been a losing battle. Those three months were the time of year when a garden needed constant attention, lawn mowing, weeding, deadheading, cutting back. Very little of that had been done. I suppose I could spend the weekend making a real effort, he thought, and then added, No, I couldn't. He went into the house by the back door. Dora was in the living room reading.